Hello, and welcome to I Don't Know the Podcast, episode 43. They're here, and they want to fuck us. The space aliens, they're here. It's true. But what are they doing? Are they here to observe us? Are they going to take over the world? I don't know. What some people know is that they want to breed with us to create an alien-human hybrid race to populate this planet as well as others. Which race of aliens are doing this? I don't know. What is hot sex with an alien like? I don't know. Would I like to find out? Um, that depends. Pleiadians, yes. Reptilian, no. Or maybe. I still don't know. But anyway, listen on to find out what else I don't know about the aliens hybrid baby agenda. According to some people, who will remain nameless, <clears throat> ancient aliens, the space aliens have been on this planet all along. Some even think that humans are the offspring of these, uh, old extraterrestrials. Even if that is the case, it seems space aliens are still visiting or living among us, and they still want to fuck us, or artificially inseminate us at least. Of course, we've already covered this in episode 13 when we looked at perverted space degenerate Simon Parks. But apparently, this is happening to more people. And some of these people going for an intergalactic knee trembler are ladies. So let's find out exactly what is going on with these out-of-the-world playdates. a few videos out there to help me with my research into human alien baby hybridization but they're either around two minutes long which is of no use to me or two hours long which I'm really not going to bother with if I've learned anything from doing this podcast is that a lot of these weirdos really like to talk cock for a long time a two-hour video might contain a few minutes of interest and the rest of overlong explanation of what they're about to tell you. I hate it when people do that and go on and on and on, talking about something unrelated to what they're about to present you. You won't find me doing that. 
Oh no, I get straight into the subject. I don't waffle and waste valuable time on unneeded subjects. But anyway, now we've got that straight. I found a series of short films on Amazon entitled Aliens Among Us, and episode 4 is specifically about the hybridization program. I haven't bothered with episodes 1 to 3, as I'm sure I can pick up the story. I mean, it's not breaking bad, right? The videos feature just one person talking, Barbara Lamb. Barbara is a psychologist who specialised in regression therapy with people that have experienced alien encounters. So, she should know what she's talking about. It was just a happenstance, a, a synchronistic meeting that I am forever delighted that I had. I was just about to eat lunch one day at this conference, and there was a kiosk in the middle of the hallway where I was putting mayonnaise on a sandwich, and somebody happened to reach over me, putting mayonnaise on her sandwich, and... I hope that's not a euphemism. Of course, I looked around to see who was there, and she looked at me, and I did a double take, and she said, What? Like, why are you looking at me that way? And I said, Because... I hope you don't mind my saying this, but you remind me of a hybrid. And she smiled and she said, I am a hybrid. Whoa! Barbara's lucky enough that she was a hybrid? Otherwise that could have been taken a wrong way. After the opening credits, Barbara tells us that she has regressed thousands of people and explains what a typical alien counter entails. So the typical thing is that when a person has a visit from an extraterrestrial being, or maybe two or three beings, they are put into a state of non-awareness and the inability to move. People do not like that. That usually is quite frightening for them. It reminds me of some weed I smoked in California. The stuff there is far too strong for a novice like me. I couldn't move, and no, I didn't like it. Or sometimes the person will simply be aware, first of all, of waking up, and there's one of those unusual beings standing there in the room with them right near the bed. Now, when this is happening, the person very often feels that they cannot move, almost as if they've been paralyzed. Or had too much purple skunk after their wife has already told them to go easy on that thing. They might be able to move their eyes or maybe their heads, but that seems to be about all. They also find that they cannot call out for anybody else who might be nearby. And even if there's a sleeping partner in the same bed, that partner always seems to be what we call switched off. Or maybe that sleeping partner is just asleep. And very quickly, it seems like they are often levitated, lifted up right from the bed, sometimes right through the wall with the other being or beings, and into a craft. And then it seems like the craft moves much further away so as not to be seen by other people in the area. I think she's getting into shrooms or acid territory now. 
But that's what she claims is a typical um, regular abduction. Until you get to the spaceship. Now, in these experiences on board the craft, so many different kinds of things happen to various people. As I said, these beings of different types all seem to have their own agenda for coming and taking this particular person. These encounters usually last, could be a half an hour, could be an hour, could be two hours, once in a while even longer than that, and then the person is floated back down to Earth and returned, usually, to the place that they were removed from. That doesn't seem too bad. Two hours at the most. But now Barbara gets into specifics of the hybridization program. And there are quite a few species who have uh, participated in this hybridization project with the hybrids whom I know in Meet the Hybrids. For instance, we have human-like races, like some of the Nordic-looking races and the Pleiadian races. And they're very high in intelligence and morality and even in spirituality. And they're really hot. They could hybridize me anytime. In great contrast to that, we have little gray aliens and they are more known for doing examinations of people and even dissecting tissue samples of people and creating hybrids. And sometimes those beings are said to come from Zeta Reticuli. Ugh, greys are not hot. It doesn't matter how much makeup you put on them. Reptilian beings were sort of surprised that they can combine reproductively because they're reptile types. Terrible personalities, though. Uh, but they do combine uh, genetically with human beings. And those hybrids are sort of unusual looking. They may look quite human in a way, and yet they have the unusual skin and unusual eyes that the reptilian has. And some of the reptilian beings are very benevolent, very kind-hearted, uh, actually wonderful beings that we would be pleased to know. No, I don't believe it. And there's a species called blue Arcturians, who are beautiful, tall, slender, blue beings, and they have no hair. And what's wrong with that? And then there are the mantis beings, very, very tall beings. They're often seen to be eight feet tall, sometimes nine feet or ten feet tall, like huge, tall insects with great big wraparound eyes and very narrow chins and sometimes are referred to as insectoids. Or, as listeners to the Unbelievers podcast and the Unbelievable podcast know, they're the cuckolds of the alien universe. So that's the roll call of all the different species that are going to take us. Then Barbara jumps forward a little bit too far. She tells us that there are hybrid children on these spacecraft, and she explains what the aliens do with them. 
So many children are put into what seems like a classroom type of setting on board the craft and they have extraterrestrial adults there and sometimes extraterrestrial children with them and other human abducted children. School? Boring. And all of those human children are taught how to move things with their minds. So they start with something very simple, like moving a very small feather put on the floor. And one child after the other will take a turn of focusing their eyes on that feather and seeing if they can move the feather. A feather? I fail to see the practical applications for such a skill. When they are all able to move the feather with their minds, then they're given the task of moving a piece of paper with their minds. And when they've accomplished that, they may be given the task of moving a paper clip. They have paper clips on spaceships? I would have thought an advanced civilization would have moved on to digital platforms for their documentation. She mentions a few more small objects these kids are taught to move, then goes on to tell how they're given downloaded information that they eventually take into the Earth workforce. So that brings up another aspect that we believe that there are some beings from other planets who look very human and doing some very intelligent jobs amongst us. In my day job, I do work with a lot of design engineers on very complicated projects. I don't entirely believe some of these engineers are aliens, but I guess it would explain their social skills. In addition to knowing about many, many different procedures that these beings do with the people they have taken, they also have a reproduction program going on. Great. Now we're finally getting to what we came here for. So there are these different stages of hybrids. We have the very early stages, half ET, half human, and then a middle stage where there's more human component involved. And then we have late stage hybrids who seem to be mostly human, but they still do have a, a good portion of extraterrestrial in them. I would love to see the 23andMe DNA results on those. But we're still not hearing about how they do the dirty. It seems quite a complex process, and yet it works amazingly well. So, as I mentioned with the little gray beings, a number of the species will take eggs from the human woman, and they will do that through the navel, or they just puncture through the wall of the abdomen close to the ovary and remove the eggs. Or sometimes they remove the eggs by going up through the vagina and into the ovary. Ugh. I mean, that doesn't sound very nice, but I guess at least the ugly little greys aren't fucking anyone. And then males also have these experiences where sperm is removed from them by the extraterrestrials. 
I wonder how they do that. Are there like magazines or anything along those lines to help? And used in creating a hybrid mixed with their genetic material. And that again gets implanted on another occasion into a human woman who will gestate that embryo for up to three months. This is all a bit harsh on the human women. Sometimes a human male is taken on board the craft and ushered into a room with an extraterrestrial female and they will mate together and that female again would have to have a womb and the right apparatus internally uh, she will carry the baby full term during that bit they flash up a picture of a very sexy alien female so again it's not too bad for the guys sometimes a hybrid male will mate with a hybrid female oh okay yeah go on so that offspring will have a lot of hybrid in it and even a little bit more human component. Damn it, she's gone straight to the baby again. One of our hybrids has said that the ETs have contributed genetics from 89 different extraterrestrial species. Each of these hybrids became a hybrid in a different way. For instance, Cynthia was created because her father was participating in a special government project. Ooh, I don't like the sound of this. So what this father did was to drug the mother on one celebratory occasion, and she became unconscious, and he had arranged for her to be taken, abducted by humans who put a little embryo into her body that they had already made up from eggs previously taken from her ovaries and sperm taken from him, the father, and then a mixture of about six different types of extraterrestrial genetics. Oh my god! That got dark very quickly. What the hell happens to that poor woman when they're not celebrating? I've known of cases too with some of my clients that a human woman will be sleeping in her bed at night and an extraterrestrial male will come here for a brief time, visit her in the room, coming right through the walls or through the closed window, and combine sexually with her and then she becomes pregnant with that hybrid embryo, which is later taken by those same beings to be in the gestation tank on the ship and raised on the ship. I have a feeling that in the Me Too era, that these non-consensual aliens are going to be brought up to answer a few questions. I mean, why are they cosplaying all these poor women? And... Haven't they heard of birth control? They create the hybrids in order to save their dying race. And they give reasons for why they are dying. One group said that they have become too inbred with their own kind. And therefore they've been weakened by all that inbreeding. 
That sounds like the British royal family. Is that why Harry had to marry Meghan? And some of these beings say that they can no longer reproduce. Their females have become infertile over very long periods of time. Is it any wonder with all these experiments and shit that they do with them? One of the mistakes that they made was in doing a good deal of genetic engineering to tweak certain aspects of their genetics. They have done so much cloning so frequently over such a long period of time that they have actually lost the ability to reproduce naturally. See, just stop fucking around with shit. And they know that we humans do reproduce naturally. They would like to regain that ability in their hybrids. That's all well and good, but don't just roofie us and inject us with embryos. Buy us some drinks. Take us out for a meal. Show us that you're interested in us. Some of the aliens claim that they want hybrids to live on Earth as ambassadors who can understand both aliens and humans' outlook. These hybrids are here for benevolent service. Yes, there are very wonderful benevolent species out there, as well as some of the species that come here and that are more self-serving. But these hybrids come from the really benevolent, highly evolved, spiritually oriented beings. That may well be, but I still don't think it excuses their actions. Some women, when they are presented with a hybrid baby on board the craft and told that it's their baby, they're horrified because it looks very strange. It doesn't look like a normal human baby. And they, they just don't want anything to do with it. Well, who can blame them? But according to Barbara, other women actually take to the weird-looking kids and nurture them. I know a woman who has 34 hybrid children. She did not even know until she was told that in one of the encounter experiences. Another woman I know has been told that she has 22 hybrid children. 22 hybrid children? These people aren't even Catholic either. And these two women really wish that they could have those children on Earth, or at least see them frequently and sort of follow them through their growing up experiences. I can't help but feel that it's a little irresponsible to have 34 hybrid children. I mean, what happens if they all want to come over here and live here and want to get all their government hybrid welfare benefits? It's taxpayers like you and me who's going to be picking up the hybrid tab. But I've had enough of Barbara talking. This is the fourth instalment of her video collection, and each one is roughly an hour long. And each one is just her talking, with the occasional picture thrown in. And her accounts are just anecdotal. None of that has actually happened to her, or so she says. I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. One of the most prominent people in the field of alien-human hybrids is Bridget Nielsen. No, not that Bridget Nielsen. Although if it was, I totally believe it. This Bridget Nielsen is not the former wife of Sylvester Stallone. This one is a slim, 
hippieish young lady. Her website describes her as an intuitive healer and personal development mentor who specialises in uniting our metaphysical reality with our modern world. Now, I'm not sure what that really means either. But Union Magazine caught up with her and they wanted to know what she had to say about alien-human hybridization. So back then, over the past hundred years or so, um, there's been this abduction program, also known as the hybridization program. Okay. Where these extraterrestrials are taking humans mm-hmm. and taking them up to the ship and then taking their genetic material, so their sperm or eggs, okay. and then creating children out of them. This has been going on for hundreds of years. Why aren't people speaking up? Why haven't I heard about this? A lot of people, one of the things that they do is they have actually screen memories over, mm-hmm. like overlaid over their actual experiences so yeah. that they forget. But there's always kind of like a hint of it with dreams, okay. remnants, or they might have physical things that come up like they feel pregnant or like their ovaries yeah. are aching. Fake memories? That's a bit sneaky. But I think she's starting to get a little bit too gynecological as well. And the fake memories bit seems too space roofy for my liking. Isn't that like kind of a bit non-consensual? And see, that guy agrees with me. It, it is in like a human way, like yeah. it, from a human perspective it is. Yeah. But the thing that's interesting is taking it a step further with the ETs. Mm. Is they're actually, from another perspective, us. So oh. if you were to bother incarnate. No, I'm still not getting this. So you, so there's many incarnations that we have. So you okay. could say like past lives. Or okay. Something, yeah, right? yeah. So these actual, they're called the Greys or the Zeta Reticuli, mm-hmm. the ones that take the take yeah. us. They're actually a future or parallel incarnation of oh, okay. us as humans. Is she saying a future version of myself is going to come down from space and fuck me? Now, I've been called a narcissist before, but that's going a bit too far. She goes on for a bit about how because the aliens are future us, uh, consent is implied. But I still don't think that would stand up in court. Then she gets on to her personal experiences. It started with me um, when I started doing a bunch of healing work. Okay. So I was doing, um, I was working with angels and ghosts and other lives and all these kind of things. This already sounds a bit fishy. And one of the things that kept coming up was this concept of abduction. Yeah. And then all these um, abductees started coming to me and telling me their stories. And I'm like, this is real. Like, these people actually think that they were taken. And I was thinking that it wasn't me yeah. the whole time. And then finally, over time, like, it started, these memories started to come up for me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm a part of this. Of uh-huh. course, that's why it's coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the interviewer sounds about as convinced as I am. Well, the the biggest, like, memory unlocker was yeah. a regression that I did Okay. Um, with Barbara Lamb, and she's one of the yeah. top ET regress- regressors okay. in the world. And She got regressed by Barbara. And all of my memories, like, just came flood- flooding back, back yeah. from that. And so it started when I was about age three. Wow. Yeah. She could remember something from three years old. I can't remember things from when I was 20. But then I have had a lot of concussions. So we got onto the question of why are they taking Bridget in particular? And it all comes down to her family's genetic line. 
the the genetics, so um, the energetic structure of that certain family line, as well yeah. as the physical genetics that they're yeah. looking for, and also the soul contracts that these family lineages have to participate in this other way. A soul, a soul contract. What is what? Explain. So, <laughs> it sounds quite sinister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a soul contract. That doesn't sound good at all. It's actually like kind of it's. It's sweet. Like, it's when we come into this body, when we incarnate, yes. we go, like, what do we want to experience? What are the things we want to explore in this okay. life? And you, someone in your family said, yeah, put me down for alien kidnap. <laughs> right. Well, kind of so in the way that, like, that that incarnation is going, I want to explore the idea of yeah. multidimensionality. I okay. want to experience the idea of working with something beyond just a human level like some incarnations might be like i just want to explore the theme of being a housewife or a slave or, mm. or something like yeah. that who the hell would sign a contract saying they want to experience being a slave i want to explore you know extraterrestrial and galactic family connections yeah. and merge those two realities and work interdimensionally so okay. it's just a different kind of life well it's better than being a fucking slave i guess she tells the interviewer that from the age of three, she would go up into the spaceships with her family. She would explore and have a great time. Then, as she got older, she helped the Greys design the hybrid kids. Now remember, Bridget is a new age healer and, as far as I know, has no qualifications in genetic engineering. Yeah. And by the time I became of age to actually like give eggs, then yeah. at that time I was like... Okay, well, I'm excited to yeah. give my eggs because yep. I understand the whole thing and the program and everything. So yeah. She makes it sound like she's donating eggs to a couple that are unable to conceive. Um, just even a few months ago, I was taken over here in Sedona, yeah. and I saw a ship physically in the sky, and then a few, a few minutes later, my ovaries were hurting and, oh. like, aching in pain like I had yeah. just been in surgery. Yeah. So they can actually, so they can take the eggs and then, like, you know, artificially kind of yeah. inseminate and yeah. then put them back, put them back in. Oh, okay. And they keep them a lot of the times in the human mothers on earth. Oh, so, so women yeah. will be like, I'm pregnant. This is putting a whole new slant on the Jesus story, except Jesus is snatched from Mary's womb before the manger bit and lives in a spaceship. Shit, you could start a cult with this crap. The, the first time I saw my child, in this case, it, it, was, it was pretty sad because I was only like 12 or 13 years old. Oh no, they're space pedos. Yeah. And it was the first one that was created. Okay. And, um, and I had, they had stuck like this needle like this long into my hip oh, wow. to pull out hip tissue because yeah. the child wasn't forming correctly. Oh, okay. And so they were trying to like save this kid and he ended up like, because oh, in the beginning yeah. they they were just trying to yeah. figure out how to do yeah, this yeah. and it was abs i mean it was so sad like yeah. it was like mourning the death of my yeah of course child. You, know, you know yeah yeah so it was really sad i'm sorry oh no this is getting dark again but the, but in the but the other ones that i've met in dream time and remembering yeah. these experiences it's just like it's like pure yeah. ecstasy it's oh. so much fun and it's so like and it, it is so maternal, like, it, I mean, they're actually, like, on your breasts in, on the oh, ship, okay. and it's just... It's okay. It's getting lighter now. And she's now proud to be the mother of ten alien kids at the age of 26. They live, um, they live primarily on the ship, so 
Um, have you ever heard of the Phoenix Lights in 1997? Yeah, 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 like yeah, right yeah, down the yeah. street from here. Um, they so that was the huge mile-long mothership that came over Phoenix. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. those those are one of the hybrid civilizations that were created. So they not not only are creating these kids that are coming back to be with us on Earth, but they created five whole civilizations of very benevolent, loving beings. Oh okay, yeah. And that's one of them. So they're so the kids coming to Earth are on the ship. It sort of sounds like a grandparent relationship. She sees the kids for a fun time and then palms them off onto the aliens again. Not they don't they haven't visited visited me physically here, but yeah. they visited a lot of the other people in the E. T. community okay. here. Like yeah. even one of our friends in Sedona, like they actually like landed and the kid was in her living room oh, and wow. um and Stan Romanek who's public about this, yeah. he he is big in the UFO community and he has had his children like come to some of his events yeah. physically. Oh, wow. This is where a story falls down. Stan Romanek is a well known fraud and a pervert. His so-called alien videos are of low quality and can be easily replicated. His photographic evidence has been proved to be poorly photoshopped. And in 2014, he was arrested for possession and distribution of child pornography. In 2017, he was found guilty of the possession charge. But he still appears on various UFO outlets churning out his increasingly ridiculous yarns and faking yet more evidence. In short, he's a revolting, lying piece of shit. But I digress. I wonder what her alien kids look like. Some of them, some of them look quite human. So yeah. people might have dreams about the kids, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, I'm just having dreams about kids." Yeah, that sounds like something Stan Romanek would say. No, they're actually the hybrids, yeah. but um, and then some have quite bigger eyes. Okay. And um, smaller lips slightly bigger heads and then just like skinny yeah. little bodies so they just look like kind of odd cute looking humans yeah they don't sound cute to me but then again i've never really liked other people's kids some of these hybrid kids are older now and since the human parents whether male or female have been kind of deadbeats it would be a little embarrassing if you ran into them but I have a friend that did oh, tell me about that it. met um, his hybrid children in a Rite Aid drugstore. Like <laughs> he's just like he had been seeing a lot of ships in the sky, yeah. and um, over those past actually like several years, and then he walks into the grocery store, yeah. and there's this woman, like this really tall, odd-looking woman, and this small little child, and like she was the little child. She presented the little child like to oh. him and was like telepathically like, "This is your child." So they had this incredible exchange in the middle of a grocery store. How awful. I bet she was looking at his basket with his scotch and hot pockets very disapprovingly and making him feel like a loser. We've heard a lot about the kids and the reasons for them being made, but I didn't research this to hear about that. Finally, we're going to hear about the nitty-gritty of bumping uglies with aliens. Um, there, there is a lot of sexuality going on with, um, with human to human up there. Oh, like, okay. Interaction, and then a lot with the reptilians. Strangely e enough. Explain more. The reptilians? I didn't expect that, but go on. So there's the the greys, which mm. are the little short. Yeah, yeah, big heads. Big head, yeah. big eyed. Them fellas. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's the reptilians who are who always come along with them. Who are like the represent the primal uh, energy state of those mm. those greys, and they're helping in this program. And so there's benevolent reptilians, and then 
there are like the negative oh okay like ones as yeah. well but in this case most of them are quite positive um and and there's a lot of sexual encounters that go on with with them i was hoping for pleiadians but okay let's hear it unfortunately the wind picks up in sonoma just as she starts talking about this stuff it's just one of those incredible super primal super raw yeah experiences where yeah. there, it's just like freedom and going for it yeah dirty girl yeah and it was consensual yeah i mean i guess so well it's just when that energy comes towards you that's just like it's not even like i want to take you it's just like pure sexuality and like pure kind of yeah. like ecstatic freedom like i i, I and yeah. the other women are just kind of like okay like and does that like, happen to men as well um i don't know Oh. I, I mean, oh, I've so heard of women. a lot of women, female cases, but I'm not sure about the males. Oh, great. Sorry. So we, we get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they, do, they do set up screen memories for the males so that, yeah. like, exact, kind of like their fantasies. Oh, okay. So men have, like, dreams about that where it's, like, it, they could be, like, actually, like, alien. Sex. Women. Yeah. That, like, they know exactly what. Yeah, it gets you going. What gets yeah. you going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. But that's it with the sexy talk. The guy gets all coy and they end up talking about hobbies and hiking and shit. And then their favourite soup recipe. To be honest, I'm disappointed. Episode 43. They're here and they want to fuck us. The epilogue. So, what have we learnt this week? We learnt that you can meet hybrids in the strangest of places. And somebody happened to reach over me, putting mayonnaise on her sandwich. And We learnt that aliens are not as advanced as humans when it comes to consent. A human woman will be sleeping in her bed at night and an extraterrestrial male will come here for a brief time. And we finally learnt that when it comes to pure alien sexual magnetism, it's the reptilians that cannot be resisted. I and yeah. the other women are just kind of like, okay, like... This episode didn't turn out anywhere near how I expected. Guys like space perverts Simon Parks and David Huggins have hours and hours of videos documenting their sexual activities with hot, alluring alienesses. But the ladies and mothers of alien hybrid children seem to be a bit more shy. I wonder why that is. I'm sure that Barbara Lamb believed in our research, but many experts believe that hypnotic regression can have a habit of planting memories into people's minds. And after reviewing more and more of her footage, it would make sense that different people being regressed by the same person would come up with similar stories. As for Bridget Nielsen, what can I say? She lives in Sedona doing healing courses and working with angels. And to boister her claims, she cites famed con man and pederast Stan Romanek. She seems like a nice person, but also seems completely misguided, which is a polite term. I don't know. If you want to know more about having alien sex adventures, I think I'll stick to my own terrifying dreams. If you enjoy this podcast, then share it with your friends and let me know. 
join the Facebook group and the Instagram, and you can email me at idontknowpod at outlook.com. Special thanks to our logo creator, Raymond Roel of Project Raven Creative. See all of his links in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and come back next week to find out what I don't know. Which is our code word for pain So sit